2: go to the app store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out.
3: Dan Duquette speaks out for the first time this offseason in an extended interview. Does he sound like a man with a plan or just a man who's holding on for dear life?
1: The Ravens have won three in a row. Is Burt Rohde back in?
2: ESPN said Steelers-Bengals is the best rivalry in the AFC North. I'm pretty sure NBC will contradict that next week. I'm Josh Soroka. I'm Burt Rohde.
3: I'm Matt Soroka. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. And boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I'm your endearing stuttering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Bert Rode. What up, coconuts? And the button lover, Josh Soroka. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Josh, did you know <laughs> in the 60 minutes intro, you're supposed to end it with a question? So, And you had a statement, which is fine,
2: oh, but even if you have, even you if you know, have a statement... The you last are, word you gotta raise up a little bit. You are correct. I meant to say, Will NBC say something different next Sunday? Yeah. That's but you can I'm, just say I had you I, know I, what? I had it in my head, but I've got to press all these buttons while we do it as well. So I should probably write it down next time. Okay. <laughs> He's <laughs> okay, the producer that, and co host. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well even if you
3: don't even you say a statement like, uh, NBC will contradict it next week. Just right. you know, you gotta raise the <laughs> word there at the end.
2: And it kind of turns into a question
1: anyway. Right. By the way, I do I need to be corrected, or did the Ravens really did win three in a row?
2: Uh they won two since our last episode. I know that. I'll pull up the. So, uh, yeah, that sounds I, about I, right. Three in a row okay. sounds right. Yeah, so on your, uh, Cause, cause yeah, because you, yeah, you were back in on it on the last episode.
1: Right, because they just had beaten uh, the the Houston Texans. Who's their last three wins? They you, just beat Detroit, you, and they previously beat the Texans,
2: and you, right before that. Not quite. You jumped on the bandwagon after they shut out Green Bay 23 0. That's yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. That's and then, the one. Since our last episode, they beat the Titans on Monday or the Texans on Monday night. And then yep. y- and then yesterday on Sunday, they destroyed the, the Lions.
1: Yes, yes. So Monday night, when we recorded last Sunday. I said that I was back in just because they shut out the Packers. Right. Uh, there was only one win in a row. <laughs> and uh, then uh, Monday night, I went out to a sports bar near my house with my brother and my friend. We stayed for the whole first half. They were kicking the Texans' butts. And I went home and watched the end of the game from bed. And they continued to beat the Texans' but A pretty handily handled win against Tom Savage and the lowly uh Houston Texans ever since their boy uh, Deshaun Watson got hurt.
2: Uh, Am I hearing this right? You're you're trying to take credit for the winning streak? Is that what's going on?
1: Yes. Fast forward to yesterday, Sunday, I watched the first half where they were shutting out the Detroit Lions, a team who had not been shut out in the first half all season long. So then I said, all right, this game's in the bag. I went out to do some yard work, periodically checking my phone in the second half. Come to find out, you know, uh, Matthew Stafford gave him a bit of a scare before they put it away at the end, right. but, but I'm feeling pretty good about being all the way back in. Let's see how they do against the Steelers next weekend. I'll change my yeah, mind. Most it was likely.
2: a little scary for a moment.
1: It did. Fair. Yeah. Cause I, I had the Ravens defense going. So I'm thinking shutout. I want another shutout. They shut out Stafford in the first half. Why can't they do it in the second half? Bert,
3: you're an absolute joke, man. You're a joke <laughs> I, of a you're a joke of a Ravens fan. You know that, don't you? You're, you, you are you going to you're you going to tell have... me
1: like you told me on Thanksgiving that I have no backbone and I stand for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did say that Thanksgiving. Those were your exact
3: just... words. <laughs> you're like a freaking jellyfish. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you you need to issue like a formal apology to the Baltimore Ravens and John Harbaugh on that whole franchise for writing them off after like 3 weeks of the season. Now well, a they're, one,
1: they're the new hot team, man. Everyone's jumping yeah. on board. They're the darlings because they beat Brent Hudley and uh, Tom Savage. Yeah. But,
3: and, and because Joe looked good, I mean, they beat the six and five Detroit lions. They're not a
1: terrible. That's team. true. Detroit's got a pretty just, hefty yeah. offense that yeah, yeah, Stafford's got an arm. He can put up a lot of points. Uh the fact that they were able to shut him out for an entire half is is a good thing to see. And the and Joe Flacco is is putting together a decent offense right now.
3: Yeah. Well what 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 are your thoughts are? And I do want to recap the game a little bit, but before we sure. recap it, uh just what are your thoughts real quick on us going uh to to Pittsburgh next Monday? Yeah,
1: see. That's that's going to be hard to tell. Uh you know, those divisional matchups are always a toss-up. You know, everybody talks about that. Anytime the Ravens and the Steelers, it's a Donnie Brook, It's uh, in-your-face, <laughs> bro- breaking-your-jaw football and stuff like that. Uh, so, I don't know. It's it's hard to predict. It, it, you just don't – you want it to be a close game. I don't, The last thing I want is for us to go into Pittsburgh on Sunday night and just have them kick our tails around. That could I don't be know who, the worst.
3: I don't know who you are anymore, Bert. What's the toss-up? <laughs> no. The bird I know would say this game's done over. Ravens gonna get destroyed. They're playing a real football team. The Steelers are good. We've been playing joke teams before. We're gonna get That's crushed. True. That's, That's true. the bird I know this tossed awesome up nonsense. I don't know who I'm talking to anymore.
2: I'm and, just being zany. I mean, I, <laughs> I told you guys, uh, I, th- I think last week it might have been uh, after the the win. It must have been off off podcasts uh, after after the Monday night win that that somehow this team still has a shot at the division. And it's really interesting. They, Stafford was a good test for them to go up against a good quarterback, who in many ways is a better passer than Ben Roethlisberger. Right. Um, ben Roethlisberger, I think, might be more versatile than Stafford. But for a guy, a game where we know the Ravens were already going to get hyped up for this game, no matter what, to see that defense perform well gives me hope. I think this team is way healthier than they were in week four when we played the Steelers. The Steelers beat us by running the ball a lot in week four, and now we got Williams back on the line, and uh, our run stopping has gone down dramatically. So I think there's a good chance the Ravens can win next week. The question is, can the Bengals beat them tonight? Yeah. Well,
1: Well, and the thing thing you overlooked was uh, Jimmy Smith, who's going to be covering Antonio Brown next week. Yeah, and that's a big uh,
3: d- distinction. And Josh still he he's been doing this for a while, sipping the purple Kool Aid, eating the purple Pop Tarts. Uh-huh. But Jimmy, but the thing that separates the Lions and the Steelers um, is, I think, I think first of all, I think Big Ben's better. But outside of that, the Lions don't have anyone like Antonio Brown or Juju Sch- 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 Schuster. They got they got Golden the Tate. Yeah, but he's not a Schuster or a Bryant or a Brown. Those top three guys. I think are better than yeah. than, than Tate. And Brown Brow is
1: number Smith. 1 in the league.
3: Yeah, and we're out Jimmy Smith. So the question is who's going to cover Antonio Brown and, and how is yeah, that going to
2: are we going to be able to cover him at all? It's going to be Humphrey. Who has been improving. He struggled a little bit yesterday but redeemed himself with that interception. That'll be the and guy. Carr,
1: and
3: and Carmen see some action too with him. Car yeah. and then Sure. Uh,
2: right.
1: So we're putting our number 1 draft pick a rookie up against uh, Antonio Brown. He's gonna really have to step it up if uh, they're gonna be covering uh, a guy like Brown.
3: Yeah, and Schuster. Don't don't sleep on Schuster. That man's. a Oh, star. I'm not.
1: I'm not. But we're talking. I mean, Schuster maybe a top fifteen receiver in the league. Brown is number one.
3: Yeah, I guess. I mean, if there is a silver lining, like this is the best cornerback or best secondary the Ravens that had has have had in a long, long time, and so it's not like you're running Frank Walker or any of those other jokesters we've had up in the past. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like, these are the legitimate quarters who, corners who are still playing. And Humphrey hasn't been playing well this year. So uh, it's not the end of the world, but it's it's going to be real. T- I'm, I'm curious to see how the secondary plays against Big Ben okay. um, being without With, Jimmy Smith.
2: Uh, regular season passing. So for quarter, QB passing ratings uh, in this, this season so far, Stafford is number 10. Ben Roethlisberger is number 18. Yeah. So far. All right. So Stafford's having a better season. All right. Fair fair, 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 fair,
3: enough. Our um, go, go, going back here a little bit, our assessment of the game. I mean, that's as good as Joe looked. Uh, where you guys, your reaction to Joe Flacco's play? I mean, he was he was
2: good. It was more exciting offense. They mixed in the long, the deep pass. They mixed in the, the no huddle. Mike they, Wallace, they, good to see you. They mixed yeah, in the play he been? action. It's it's what Joe asked for after the game last week, where he said to Vanilla, he wants to be exciting, and they did that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's uh, the, the question is—is is, I mean, obviously
3: Joe was not trying to just do checkdowns only since the beginning of the season. He's obviously wanted to go downfield, but he's been unable to for whatever reason. I think getting Perryman off the field, like realizing, recognizing, hey Perryman, you suck at football, was a good realization for the Ravens to say, like you suck enough that this Joker Moore is going to get playing time over you. I think that's yeah. a good realization to say. Um, Macklin's and even you know, he had a great game. Still, especially in the game, there were several drop balls. Uh, I remember a couple of distinct ones near the sideline by, by Macklin. That Joe could have had even, even a better game. Why Jeremy Macklin ever drops a football is beyond me. That's ridiculous. But, but Wallace, it's great to see him co- come to life and have a great game. And they're going to need Mike Wallace in that deep thread in that offense. I thought it was a perfect game in that Bert, was, Bert, you're, you're right. The first half, yeah. the Ravens defense shut them down. But sure. you know Matt Stafford's good. And you know that offense is good. And so they came back. And right when they came back in that fourth quarter, when they were up by 14, then like two minutes in the fourth quarter, they drove down the Lions and scored a touchdown to, to cut to, to seven. And normally that's the time where you get a Ravens three and out. That's a classic Ravens yeah. three and out moment. But the Ravens offense stepped up and and drove the ball down the field and then in the Alex Collins touchdown. So I thought it was a, a nice, complete team effort where you saw each side of the football pick the other side up when they needed to.
1: Yeah. And when and when Stafford had to come out for a little while and they bring in that guy Roddick or Ruddick, Jake Ruddick, you just knew the guy was gonna throw a pick six. Like I, I was just waiting for it to happen, listening to it on my phone there while I was doing yard work. It was just as soon as this guy makes a passing attempt, somebody's gonna pick him off and take it to the house.
3: Yeah, yeah absolutely. And how about the the season that I mean the that came because we were just putting pressure on Stafford all day long um to the point where we knocked him out. How about yeah. the the play of Terrell Suggs? I'll tell you what, that man is 55 years old. I just looked it up on Wikipedia. Right. He's 62 years old and he's still getting it done. It's just so yeah. impressive that the season Terrell Suggs is
2: having. He's he's a guy who last season we were talking about uh, this injury and should he just retire. And I feel like we had the conversation 3 years ago, yeah. Right, and then I feel like I thought that was going to be the storyline of this season and there's no reason for him to retire.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a great win. Joe, in post-game, just eating those wins. Eating those wins. <laughs> right. Eating those wins. I believe wins. it's got to be,
1: like, the middle finger and the ring finger go right. together yeah, like this.
3: Yeah, across, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and yeah. you just eat them it's,
1: up. It's still weird. It's
3: <laughs> so awkward to watch, but you can't it's, turn to It's like it a car You just can't
1: turn away. Did you, know did you hear the comment? Did you hear the comment that Joe Flacco might not be elite, but he'll eat?
2: <laughs> it is. But well, you're right. It's... That video I just kept playing as a gift because it was creepy and disturbing and I could not look away.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing to think about the conversations we were having about the Ravens even a month ago and how quickly this conversation changes right. to now we're talking about a playoff team. John Harbaugh, the hot seat. What are you talking about? And this could yeah. be his greatest coaching job ever to take this group of guys to to the playoffs. Right. So I
0: it
3: mean, just changes everything. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they've got us barely Easy path now to the playoffs. It doesn't really yeah, he, even if, even if lose, you lose the Steelers, yes, right. it, I mean, You still get the wild card, right? You got you got the Colts, the Bengals, and the uh, Browns after the Browns. Steelers. So yeah. that that's a nice easy way to get into the playoffs.
3: Yeah, and and, and, and whether Ravens are sitting now with what seven wins, yeah, and so if, if you win two more, nine, I think that's probably good enough to to There's, to get you a, yeah. go two and two against bad teams. Ten, you're a lock
2: out right. here right yeah. all right so yeah somehow this season that uh looked like we were just going downhill with injuries and uh wide receivers that can't catch have turned the turned it around they definitely made
1: it interesting they they've turned me into a guy who wants to watch every game at least for now <laughs> no, no more trips to Costco dirt on Sunday afternoons and it's really been bad because I need to get to Costco and it's been three weeks since I've been to Costco come on Ravens
2: <laughs> right. you can go before the game on Sunday Sunday night game you can go early oh, oh yeah, that's a good point go. and, yeah uh, I could do that it's pretty nice that Jimmy Smith to schedule his his PED uh, punishment to coincide with his injury yeah, it yeah I know
3: I know you're allowed to do that that sounds shady but okay <laughs> I, I,
2: I asked about it today you can you are allowed to do them, run them both at the same time and apparently he's known for a couple weeks and he's been appealing it but then he dropped his appeal today yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, why yeah, not? I wonder why. <laughs> right, I know. Uh, speaking of injuries
1: and, and appeals, uh, Rob Gunkrowski picked a perfect time to screw up everybody's fantasy football leagues. Am I right? Oh, i tell right. you what. You
2: counting on him? That yeah, was, he's, uh, he's my
1: guy. That was a, I guess that was a cheap he, hit. You're stealing my strawberry of the week, but
3: that's okay. Josh, in the opening, what Josh was explaining about the how he didn't form a question because he had to hit all these buttons because he's the producer of the show as oh, well. That, that was <laughs> that, that was his answer. That was Gronkowski's pretty much his answer. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, my bad. I feel I sh- I should have done it. I just got frustrated. Refs aren't calling any fouls. What am I they supposed to do all the time? Yeah, what am I supposed to do? It's so frustrating for me. And so he gives this guy concussion because right. he's frustrated with the ref.
2: That's <laughs> what I, I I love that his excuse was,
3: "What was I supposed to do?". <laughs> yeah. And that's what makes him a strawberry. Not the fact that he got caught up in his emotion and did something stupid cuz we all do that sometimes. It's that it's not but his fault. He didn't take responsibility for it. Yeah, he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but." That big butt. Millennials, snowflakes love the butt. They're obsessed with the but <laughs> Obsessed with the butt. Right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I did the butt. But and then 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 they said really uh their their reason. Love the butt.
2: I've never I'll, seen
3: I'll, he he with butts.
2: I'll just leave you with that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can talk this whole show about butts. Yeah, but then I don't, I don't want to. Like, you got to move on.
2: All right. That can be the show title. Absolutely. Okay.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, guys, I got some Orioles stuff to get to. If you guys oh, don't boy. mind. All
2: right. Dan, Duquette, excited? kept excited. Yeah. Fill yeah. me in.
1: Cause I haven't heard anything about the Orioles.
3: Okay. So, you know, it's, it's been a little bit since we, we last recorded. Um, but in the meantime, like right after we recorded, uh, Dan Duquette went on 157, the fan, for an extended interview. Like, it's kind of his first, his coming out party for the offseason. Okay. And I got, some quotes. I got it, some
2: quotes. Was it all to talk about the Japanese Babe Ruth?
3: Uh, he he was in there. So there's been a lot of rumors that he doesn't know who this Otani guy is. But he was asked about him. Um, and so he does know who he is. Uh, okay. I did. But, but did he did make the tw- phone call? I
2: don't know if he made a phone You call. know, as the Yankees get crossed <laughs> out, the Red Sox get crossed out, the Mets get crossed out, the Orioles yeah. haven't been crossed out yet, but, but he might not even know that the Orioles exist. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know if you can get crossed out
3: if you were never on the original list. Right. See, that's the problem. To be crossed out, you have to be on the list, and the Orioles were never on the list to be crossed out. Uh, though I like to say – I think that's a good move. I think it's a good move because – like if I wanna if I wanna talk to a girl, like this is my whole high school life. If I wanna talk to a girl that was real cute, I want it because I know she would reject me because of my stutter. So I just would never talk to the cute girl, thus never get rejected. So the world's we don't want Otani. We're too good for Otani. So he he didn't reject us. We rejected him. Uh, Take that, I Japanese Babe Ruth.
2: I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
3: Yeah. I mean, but that that's the story I'm going with it might have worked but at the
1: same but at the same time if the pretty girl wants to be your girlfriend regardless of your stutter then all of a sudden you're, you're not going to feel like you're too good for her you'll be like oh okay well then let's do this
3: yeah but that's not possible Bert. have you met me no it's not possible oh it's possible right. he I... likes west coast teams he's gonna get he's gonna go over there in the west but, coast. but he picks I mean, it makes sense he bats he and he picks- we do both <laughs> Yeah, I said he would be <laughs> he a good fit for the Orioles. He'd be a good fit because right. he, he can hit home runs and pitch well. So I don't know why it's not going to – I posted on Twitter today. I only got one like. I'm only a little bit better that I only got one like on this tweet because I thought it was a pretty good tweet. I saw Buster only Buster only who's a ESPN reporter about baseball. He posted – he did a tweet where he said potential 2018 Cubs lineup, and he put Otani in that potential lineup. Right. So I did Potential 2018 lineup for the Orioles, and I included Otani in the potential <laughs> Orioles lineup. <laughs> you got him, <laughs> right? Because that's, that's it's how a pot- it Potential lineup. It's a potential lineup. If, if he Otani signs with us, potential. He hasn't signed anywhere yet. All right. So anyway, some Dan Duquette quotes. Let's hear. Um, it. He was he was asked about the you know the big question: Should the Orioles rebuild? Did you guys hear this response? No, waiting on you. All right. Here's what he said oh, about. Man. He, here's what he said about should they rebuild or should they make one last playoff push? And he said <laughs> before so Machado one last, leaves one last playoff push. Yeah. He said, I think that's what people want. We still have a pretty good core group. And I've got to tell you that rebuilding that's not very much fun. You can sit here and you can talk about it, but it's not very much fun. The Cubs in Houston, they lost hundred games a couple of times and that was painful. They had a plan that they were going to lose that many games and they leveraged, that to get the top picks in the draft, and fortunately they invested properly. But losing hundred games to move up in the draft—that's not very much fun. All right. A lot of people were quick to point out. If you guys, I'll just continue. I'll do the rest of the show by myself. Shut up. Uh, if uh, <laughs> a lot of people are quick to point out that when Dan Duquette, when he used like the examples of teams losing hundred games, he used the example right? of the Cubs and the Houston as the two examples of teams that recently rebuilt. And if you're trying to make an argument for not rebuilding, you might not want to argue we shouldn't rebuild because we don't want to be like the Astros or the Cubs. That's probably <laughs> not the argument you want to make. Because right. rebuilding turned out pretty well for the Cubs and for the Astros. Yes. Have you been watching baseball the last couple of years?
1: Come on. Made it, they were able to make it work somehow. Yeah, and so, yeah,
3: losing 100 games is not fun. But if you can exchange 100 games for, the, for a World Series, which like, the Cubs and the Astros did, you would take that. So I get Dan Dukat's point that losing games isn't fun, and losing 100 games isn't fun, and rebuilding isn't fun. But bad examples
2: with Cubs and Astros. <laughs> right. All right, uh, uh, next quote. Yeah. I, I was just distracted because I was reading about Otani yeah, and sure. uh, the Orioles' interest in him. And apparently, it would be pretty tough for the Orioles to go after him because they Didn't don't no have—they don't have any international bonus money. Yeah, you know the money they've been giving away for anyone for the past few years. This, yeah. is, what, oh, this yeah. is what this is what teams use it for—that international slot money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and and you know, I, you know, I was wondering today. I was
3: thinking about it. The Orioles have a director. Of international scouting, what does that guy do all day? Sleep under his desk. <laughs> <laughs> what is that the director of international scout do all day? He's he plays like, daily.
1: He days, plays daily fantasy baseball on DraftKings.com.
3: Yeah, yeah. He's probably doing the old George Costanza and having making out with the <laughs> with the maid.
1: The assistant to the traveling. Uh, oh, what was his title? The assistant to the traveling secretary. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: All right. Um, all right. All right. Uh, so, so,
2: no interest in rebuilding.
3: Yeah, no, they're they're in it to win it. As far as what this team needs to do, uh, he talks about starting pitching. He says about starting pitching. That's where we're focused. Any good team starts on the mound, and any team that's going to compete in the American League East has to have some pitching depth. Then so we're focusing it. our efforts on adding to our pitching staff. I think we still have a good, good still have a good bullpen. Our bullpen is strong we'll have to add to our starting pitching some veterans as well as some depth.
2: Now, if only... And again,
3: one more comment for that. He said, we're going to have to be resourceful at the end of that. We're going yeah, to have to be resourceful. Right. That's now, the
2: ugly part of that quote. If only there were some free agent pitchers who were good who were available this offseason.
3: Yeah, and, and so Duquette's logic was he's waiting for – he thinks teams are waiting for the Otani thing to, to, to straighten out. And once Otani signs, then the – Free agency ball will start to get rolling. Right, but who
2: cares about that? If we're not in on Otani, then while everyone's distracted with the Japanese Babe Ruth, let's sign some pitchers.
3: Yeah, here's his last quote about pitching. Pitching, he says, "This is Dan Duquette. Pitching can come from anywhere. No, it I would can't. Tryouts, Josh, at, uh, in your backyard later. Pitching can come from anywhere. And the way I look at it, if you do a decent job and work at it, you ought to be able to find some service, some ser- serviceable pitching." You know, with, with all due respect, Andrew Cat, last year the pitching wasn't serviceable, so did you not do your job or what? Because if you do a good job, you should be able to find some serviceable pitching. We didn't find serviceable, serviceable pitching, so someone's not doing their job.
2: Yeah, and not you only know,
1: was it not serviceable, it was the worst in baseball.
2: I don't know if it was the worst in baseball, but it was pretty bad. No, it was, it was, was starting it worse, was the worst in baseball. All right, starting was uh, the worst. Yes. Maybe one team, maybe Cincinnati, I mean, it might be one
3: team worse, but we, um, I think we were... Yeah,
2: we we joked a lot last offseason that we were going to put together a tryout tape and send it to the Orioles and we never got around to it. I guess we got to do that again this offseason. Um Buck Showalter at every uh, offseason event he's been going to, he's been what I thought was a joke saying, "Hey, if you throw left-handed, come talk to me. We need a left-hander." I thought that was a joke. Now maybe he it really is trying to find left-handed pitching anywhere.
3: <laughs> yeah yeah this is my favorite new favorite dan cut quote i want to if we can find the audio of this i would like this to be a new button pitching can come from anywhere i yeah. like that <laughs> that's classic dandy right there all right uh, i found it
1: in my uh in the woods behind my house doing yard work today just that's right, right you can just just just, just around upon yeah, yeah throwing rocks it's, in the stream yeah with his it's left so hand. easy i mean that, that's
3: why we're always able to have a good start and rotation because you can just find that like, good pitching anywhere all right. Um, talked about trading Zach Britton. Here's what he said about trading Zach Britton. He said, I, "I liked Zach Britton. I like him on our team. Obviously, there's a lot of interest in him. He's got one year left on his contract here. He's been one of the top pitchers in the league. Clubs knew that the club clubs knew that the club was looking at some options throughout the trade deadline, and there was a lot of interest in him then. And we elected to hold on to him with the team. He's got a lot of value for our team." But I can understand why comes would be interested in them. I'm sorry. I just read like ten sentences that all said the same thing over and right. over again. I gotta stop <laughs> that quote was off for like another paragraph. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Right. Did, did
2: Gronk the- answer that?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh so in short, dan Kett likes Britain and other teams like Britain and stay. Like and Britain's yeah. good. Right. Moving on. Here, here's what he says about Machado. He says Danu says, I don't know as far as him being a future oral. He says, I don't know the answer to that. Not what you want to hear from GM, but whatever. Okay, he says, I don't know the answer to that. I know that Manny has some great years in the American League. And then literally for a paragraph, he goes on talking about how he's a good player, good defense, good hitting, good power. I'm going to skip all that because it's classic Daniel speak. And at the end, he says this stuff. This is what he says at the end, his last sentence. The club has decided if he's going to be a long-term – the club has to decide if it's going to be a long-term fixture in our lineup in Baltimore. And I think that's a decision for the club this offseason.
2: Then do it. He Wait, who's the club? I thought Dan Duquette's yeah. the club. Is, is uh, Dan, yes. Is Dan Duquette Isn't, now doing an Orioles podcast?
3: Yeah, this is interesting, right? This use of the club, the term the club. He repeats it over and over again. The right. club has to decide. Everyone knows what that means. Though... Whoever's doing this interview on one of five, seven, I don't know who He's it was in. doing it. Well, Hard they're they're, rock.
2: they're soft. They don't want to dig. No in. one
3: has the guts to say what he really means by the club. Right. And that's the Peter Angelos has to decide if he of wants course. to keep Manny Machado. That's what it's about. Right? right. And even the Zach Britton, let's go back to this past off season when we had a deal with Houston, but it fell through. No one really knows why the deal was, is it didn't get ownership's approval. Every trade. Every long term contract extension has to go 100% still through Peter Angelos' office. And so people who, and I was getting on Twitter a little bit this week because people getting hard time on Dan Duquette. I think Dan Duquette has done a really good job working with what he's working with. I mean, how many GMs have been successful under the tutelage of, or not tutelage, under the, the overseer, uh, overseeing of, of, of Peter Angelos? Not many. But you got to go back to Gillick, the first one. Right. After Gillick, they've all been terrible. Why? Because right. Peter Angelos is hard to work for. And Peter Angelos has to sign off on everything and get approval for everything. And, and right. Peter Angelos is not a very good baseball mind. He's no hes no uh, Kansas City Royals manager. He's not a great baseball mind. ned He's no Ned Yost. No.
2: <laughs> do, do you think that Dan Duquette, uh, even mentioning it, this weird wording about the club, is that him kind of expressing his frustrations with peter angelos because this is a decision that clearly should have been made before today
3: yeah it sounds going back to the side photo preferences. it sounds like jimmy here right <laughs> get a, little, a little jimmy vibe jimmy likes lane right. <laughs> yeah exactly the club likes manny machado the club wants to keep manny machado The club wants to sign Manny Machado to a long-term deal. You're the club. That's your job. That's exactly what you do. You are the guy who decides these things. At least you're supposed to decide these things. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's frustrating, and it's frustrating because you want Dan Duquette. But also, anyone who thought Dan Duquette was going to go on the radio and give you answers and tell you what you want to hear, he's not going to say anything. This is what he's supposed to do.
3: I know, and th- the shame is, and the, the, the shame of it is, and we become a society where how you speak is almost more important than how, how what good of a job you do and the quality of job that they right. do.
2: Right, it's right how there, right below how you tweet.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and so people judge people and judge people's intelligence and their character and, and all these things based on a single tweet and less at the, the, what the man does. And if you look at, at, at Dan Duquette, I mean, every trade, everyone freaks out and says, he's going to do something insane. He's going to do something so stupid. What are we doing? And every time he makes reasonably good moves, maybe not the best moves in the world. Maybe you fine. could take, but it's fine. It's nothing that anyone maybe says not... that's terrible. And maybe not yeah. every
2: time. Well, I mean, he makes something...
3: does One thing he's done that's outrageously wrong. That's been embarrassing. That's been
2: terrible. Right. And it's not Proto like. Parra yeah 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 but even okay that that wasn't a bad deal. what did he give up for him
3: zach davies yeah yeah it was a bad move but at the time if you go back and look what people said at the time no one said that's like Harada power was like the hottest hitter national league right and we needed a right fielder and it was kind of a perfect fit but at, at the time people said that that sounds like a good move for both sides Right. It's not like at the time he was making – I'm going to trade my top pitcher prospect for this no-name guy who's going to suck it outfield. I mean, at the time, it was looked upon as a reasonable deal. And, that, and that's my whole point. You can question some of the moves, and I question some of the moves. The Mark Trumbull signing, the Chris Davis signing, the Gerardo the Parra trade. Even if you want to go back to some of the other trades that really haven't worked out, let, letting Parker Bridwell go. All those type moves are real criticisms of Dan Ducat, and they're reasonable criticisms of Dan Ducat. But it's not. The guy is not an idiot. The guy knows what he's doing. That's my, my whole point. And
2: and what we get upset about Dan Duquette about is is the fact that he doesn't open up the checkbook and sign these big pitchers, sign the make the big moves. That's what we get upset about. Is that all his moves are little moves? But we all know the truth is that it's Peter Angelos behind all that. Peter Angelos is the reason he can't make the big move. These little moves is all he's allowed to allowed to do. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, he somehow convinced Peter Angelos to open up $40 million for Abaldo Jimenez, and that bit him in the butt, and he was one of the worst pitchers we had to keep on the staff for four years because he's getting $10 million a year. So what are the odds he's going to open up the wild again for a starting pitcher of even Abaldo caliber, which isn't saying a whole lot?
3: Not to mention Yovani Gallardo, Ga- who we were lucky to trade off for Seth Smith last offseason. That's another one where it's right. not, the contract did not
2: work out. Yeah, and the, and the big contract on the Orioles, the Chris Davis contract, I'm pretty sure Dan Duquette did not want that deal, that that was forced upon him. Yeah, based on
3: his other moves, like waiting to February to sign Nelson Cruz for a ridiculous low sum of money, right. waiting on Mark Trumbo till Mark Trumbo went way down to Dan Duquette's asking price, all of a sudden with Chris Davis – Dan Duquette says, I'm going to ignore all the stuff I did before and just throw all the money in the world right. at Chris Davis. Well, yeah, that doesn't sound like Dan
2: Duquette's ever. No, for Dan Duquette to go on the radio with Chris Davis and to say what that candle's out or something like that, or that candle's something. He made some candle reference about it being over. <laughs> and then next thing you know, the Orioles are outbidding themselves for Chris Davis. That's not a Dan Duquette move.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I just hope uh, that – Peter Angelos feels the same way about Maynard Machado as he does about Chris Davis. That's what I hope.
2: Yeah, Chris Davis is white. Josh, why would you? <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just saying. That has nothing
3: it's to do with it. He not, signed. not my thought. I'm just saying Peter Angelos. I mean, he signed Adam Jones to a long-term deal, okay? Don't get out of here with that nonsense. He signed Ubaldo Jimenez to, to a long-term deal. Get out of here with that nonsense. Okay. Nonsense.
2: Any more quotes over there from Dan Duquette, or did he just—is that all the mumbling he did on the radio? No, I got I got one more. Um, he says, "Certainly,
3: we like about Jonathan scope. Certainly, li- certainly we like John Scope, and we love to have him for the best part of his career. We're seeing that right now, but that's the conversation. That's a conversation for another day. We have him back for this year, and we're glad he's coming back. Did I? I thought I heard something about that was weird." About extension for scope a while ago, uh, like a like a few weeks ago. Yeah,
2: you, wasn't there something reported that, about? Yes, uh, with yep, yeah, about a week and a half ago, uh, rumors came out from one of the national reporters that were in that were in talks with scope for a uh, extension, like a five year 70 million, 70 million extension, um, and then it quickly kind of got derailed by local reporters saying that's not so true. Okay. Um, good way to go, local reporters. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they do what they do best. They they squash Oriole fans. I mean,
3: it, it almost seems like sometimes when Dan Duquette talks he, to the media and on interviews and stuff, he doesn't tell us the whole truth of what's going on.
1: You think? Yeah, you think? <laughs> Nobody does. You're not going to get an interview with Adam Jones or Machado or Buck yeah. Walter or anybody that's going to tell you what's really going on.
3: Yeah, I think, but I think Daniel his his way of speaking, um, the fact that he always repeats himself, the fact that he's so not even subtle, he's not a politician, the fact that he so overtly avoids answering the question and just kind of talks circles, I think all makes people kind of distrust him and not like him and think he's incompetent. And I don't think he's incompetent at all. Like we can pick fights about some of the moves he's made. And I agree, not all the moves have been great. But if you compare him to someone like Sid Thrift and what Sid Thrift did here, and people I know love Andy McPhail, but the only reason you like Andy McPhail is because he made like two good trades. Outside of that, um, Andy McPhail, whose whole thing was grow the arm by the bats, the bats he bought were, were like Vladimir Guerrero. And the arms he grew with Brad Bergerson, like He didn't do it. He didn't grow yeah. arms or buy bats. And the Orioles never won with Andy McPhail. Daniel Kett is the first general manager the Orioles have won with. And that's a big deal. Even if the core of the team was Andy McPhail, Andy McPhail didn't win with this core of the team. It took someone coming in, putting those finishing t- t- touches on, a Nelson Cruz, if you will, and Mark Trumbull a couple years ago when he was good, uh, to get this team back in the winning ways. So I, I think I just hate this idea that people talk about Dan Duquette like he's a moron and like he has no plan for this team. It's just not true. And you might not think he's the greatest GM. And would I take Theo Epstein or something over Dan Duquette? Sure, I would. But I don't think he's the worst GM in baseball either. And I don't think he's an idiot without a plan. I think he has a clear plan. But I think he's in one of the toughest positions of any GM in baseball with Peter Angelos as your, as your owner. I mean, if you want to know something about Peter Angelos, you just look at this whole, has there been any settlement? Do we know what's going on with the Nationals and this whole massive dispute? I mean, this is... nobody knows. uh, (laughs) I was thinking about this the other day. When I was thinking about Peter Angelos as as the owner, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, This is one good thing. This is great about Peter Angelos. I mean, this man is petty as I'll get at. And, And this is a perfect thing where he views that, you know, Baltimore is kind of being disrespected by Major League Baseball by letting this D.C. team come in here and then reneging on a deal that you already had established. And so right. I feel like most other owners would just kind of let this go and not fight this. But Peter Angelos head of guys, he's going to fight it, and he's going to be obnoxious about it until the end of time. And I do like that about Dan Duquette. And if he would just be that obnoxious on that side of the things and not get involved in, like, day-to-day baseball operations or trade deals, or who the mm-hmm. Orioles signed and for how much, that would be awesome. Just write us the checks, man. But, hey, he's the owner, so I guess you can do what you
1: want. It's how, it's how it works.
2: Right. For uh, a few more years. Yeah. I can't talk to Josh about Peter Angelos <laughs> anymore
3: because he, makes, he uh, hint, makes less than hinted comments about – I mean, come on. Uh, is,
2: is anyone a Peter Angelos fan? Aren't we all just kind of frustrated at Peter Angelos? I mean, sure, sure, but I mean, he
3: is he, he's, hes the owner right now. What—what—what—what what, 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 yeah. what are you going to do?
2: But, but this isn't like a respect the owner. This isn't like a, its not like because he owns the team we need to listen to whatever he says and agree with him and praise him and.
1: Well, and it's not—it's not his place to be a baseball expert. He's the money man. He's the man that right. runs the the franchise and writes the checks that he hires guys like Dan Duquette to be the baseball guy. Um, you know, I guess it'd be nice to have an owner who shows a little uh, more compassion and cares about baseball. I mean, I—that's not the right word because we know his compassion extends far beyond owning a baseball team. He's yeah, he, he's very known. generous donations, yes. charitable Absolutely. contributions, things like that. Everyone knows all about that. At the bottom of the um, pools open. Yeah, it, it. But I don't know. It. It's you want to. I don't know. Is it, is it? Would it be nice to see the owner in the box at home games now and then and, and show like he cares about the team? I don't know. I, it doesn't matter. I think it just matters if they win freaking baseball games for all I care.
2: I tried that argument, and the response that I was told was that Peter Angelos wasn't healthy enough to be in the box. See, really? I, 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 I've I heard a different argument. What's that? I mean, he's still, he's still a full-time lawyer, so
3: I've heard he's just kind of dedicated more of his time to – Getting obsessed uh, obsessed, uh, cases worked out and, 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 and suing people.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the, he's, he's 80, a lot of money in that. He's 88 years old. I mean, wow. That's, I can you, I mean, think of people you know who are 88 years old. Oh, It's I hope tough, I'm it's dead tough to get me. them to go to a baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean,
3: it's just, it's, it's something to watch this off season. I just want everyone to keep this in mind. Like Dan Duquette is going to do his thing, but there's always that kind of shadow in the background with this Peter Angelos. He's going to have to sign off on every deal. And if you, if he sees you from his, his office, uh, if he sees you outside and you're a baseball player and you like, show a little bit of a limp or you like trip over the curb, all of a sudden that deal could go down, down the, uh, down the drain. <laughs> as any type of close to a physical failure, even any type of physical weakness. Uh, that's why I love Chris Davis. Chris Davis is a physical specimen, right? Any type of yeah. weakness, he wants no part of.
2: Yeah, and you know, <laughs> the other the other way, besides Dan, so Dan Duquette's uh, The Club Needs to Decide was a clear shot at Peter Angelos. The other thing we saw about that was Adam Jones' postseason comments about how he's going to sit down with Peter Angelos. It's very sure. clear that all of this, that Peter Angelos is the real GM. Sure. Yeah, like, I, I mean, it would be reasonable if you want to
3: know what the direction of the club is, because that's what the meeting was about. Adam Jones wanted to know the direction of the club right. and had some advice about the direction of the club, which Adam Jones, I don't know if it's really your place, but fine. If you want to do it, I don't care.
2: But, but, but and he could be as, as frustrated as us, as saying, hey, what's, look at what they're building around me.
3: Yeah, but it, in, in almost every franchise in baseball, every franchise in sports, if you want to know the direction that the club is heading, you talk to the guy in charge of, of getting players. You, you talk to the general manager that's who you talk to right. when you want another direction of the team you don't talk to owners and unless you're like i don't know jerry, i don't know why you would talk to owners. what
2: it is is this is like jerry jones ish except that peter Angelos doesn't come out in public yeah. it's very strange
3: yeah but but it's still very much and 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 don't think don't sleep on peter angelo's because he's 88 that he's not still actively involved in this team and I don't, I don't know much about his son. I know uh, uh, John Angelos has come out on Twitter with a lot of the, the stuff in Baltimore that's going on. He's right. been really and kind of cool about all the stuff going on and you know, very judicious with his words. But I don't know as far as the baseball mind goes. I don't know how all that stuff works. Right. Yeah. I
1: don't know, I don't know a lot about uh, John Angelos. But from what I've seen, the little that I've seen, if he's going to inherit – ownership of the team which i guess is what would happen there's no son involved too, but yeah yeah uh i mean he seems like a guy who might be more of a face owner you know where you're gonna see him out and about and, and people the fans who still hold a grudge against peter angelos for the 14 consecutive losing seasons might take a little kinder to the sun just because of the uh the the face you see of him out and about and on social media nowadays i don't know
3: Yeah. No, I I tend to agree.
2: Right. His his son is the head of Masson right now. So I think that has a lot to do with um, what Masson's doing and showing how much, how important that was to bring the rights of the Orioles in-house instead of the old HTS that we grew up with. I think that was a lot of his sons doing, which brings to the whole Masson lawsuit with the Nationals. And we still don't really know the effect that's having on the checkbooks.
1: Not that yeah. it's preventing the Nationals from spending any of the money they don't oh, right. have yet. We
2: know how it affects them. It doesn't. But, well, yeah. and that, they
3: that don't owner, care. I think that owner has more money than Peter, Peter – I mean, on a personal level, that, that owner is one of the richest owners in baseball. Uh, so it? I think he has more money than Peter, Peter Angelos has. Yeah. But I, I don't think the problem with the Orgals in the past several seasons has been the amount of money they're spending. You could take issue with more how they're spending it, not how yes. much they're spending. I think they're spending right. More.
1: Should we yeah, take... they wait. They would. They would have wasted a lot of money on uh, a Chris Davis non-existent, uh, you know, free agent battle, uh, whereas a free agent like a Max Scherzer, somebody else comes up, and we're not even in the conversation.
2: Right. Yeah. Like Anoki.
3: Yeah, and part of that also goes back to well, that's a whole different thing with the the, the 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 we don't want to be involved in international signings, right. but but also. You're able to do that when some of the Nationals' best players, like a guy like Trey Turner, um, are guys that you kind of groomed and are young players still on their young contracts so they're not making hardly any money. And a bunch of pitchers they got too, and they're they're, they're young young pitchers. So I I don't know really the whole Nationals roster. I really don't care. But the only way teams can do that is go out and sign those big-name free agents is if you have enough players who are young not making any money. And the Orioles haven't done haven't done a great job about de- continually developing those those great players. Uh,
1: that's Especially a fair the- point. Yeah, for sure.
2: Right. Uh, and do you take anything into account that uh, Peter Angelos was born in Pittsburgh and John Angelos graduated from Duke?
1: Uh-oh. <laughs>
2: uh, you mean – you say Duke. I say
3: Snowflake University.
2: That's what I call Duke.
3: <laughs> but, but no. The answer is no.
2: Oh, okay. Just checking. <laughs>
3: It looks like someone's been busy on Wikipedia right now, huh? Yeah, you, <laughs> you
2: think not know anything else
3: about these guys? They're big, rich nope. guys that don't show up in public. Big, rich guys. Big and rich. Uh, you want to get to my, my snowflakes of the week?
2: Yeah, I want to hear about this. Remember, we renamed your segment.
3: Oh, yeah, snowflake or coconut.
1: A strawberry or a coconut.
3: Okay, let's let's start off on, on, on Twitter. A couple um, comments on Twitter. I'm going to start doing this. Keep track because I follow a lot of the Oral's baseball players on Twitter. Okay. They don't follow me for some reason, uh, which annoys me. But I follow them on Twitter. So here's some tweets, and I want you to tell me: Is this tweet? Uh, is this is this a coconut or a, or a strawberry? So we'll, we'll start. Okay, with this Chris is like Davis.
1: Uh, Bert's game time, Matt's yeah. game time.
3: Yeah, we'll start with Chris Davis. Okay. He said this six days ago. Today is Giving Tuesday, a global giving movement, and Jill and I have pledged our support to the Children's Heart Program with the University of Maryland Children's Hospital. Join us in supporting the patients of the Children's Heart Program and give a gift that lasts. All right. Well, clearly,
2: clearly someone wrote that for him, and it wasn't yeah. Chris Davis, but it's a coconut. He's doing something good. Yeah. I it's just want to local- give
1: yeah Yeah. local it's for kids uh you can't have any problem with that
3: yeah it's a clear coconut move um and i wanted to give a shout out right there to chris davis for for uh donating to a good cause. the next one by kevin gossman i was just told this is two days ago i was just told there's a thing called an upside down christmas tree ha 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 ha. hashtag millennials
2: (laughs) wait he, he is a millennial
3: upside down christmas tree is that a snowflake have you guys seen these trees by the way yeah Yeah. it's ridiculous i don't
2: think anyone really has them i think it's just for tv news do you do you you know who has one who has
3: one somebody does you know you know someone who has them has one as do you bert as do i all right we'll get at it his name is manny machado he has an upside down christmas tree
1: That's where I saw it. It It was on Instagram? Yeah, um, um, on Machado's
3: Instagram. He posted his upside down. Uh, Strawberry. Yeah. Yeah. Strawberry. Uh, The next one's from Cody Sedlock, who is a former top pitching prospect who then got hurt. Ever heard of him? (laughs) He's one of those. (laughs) Uh, But no, still a good young pitcher in the Orioles organization, Cody Sedlock. He he tweeted this uh, six hours ago. Too many young athletes feel the need to post every workout, achievement, etc., everywhere on social media. Work your tail off for yourself. No one else should matter. Amen. Coconut uh, all the way.
2: I see Joey Rickard likes to post his workouts on Instagram. I've seen that a few times.
3: Oh, so maybe that was shots fired at Jimmy Rickard. Jimmy Rickard? That's not his name. <laughs> not Jimmy Rickard?
2: Jimmy Rickard. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't follow. I don't follow any Oros, but Machado on Instagram. That's my next step. I gotta start following these people on Instagram and social media and everything, so I can call them out for coconut or snowflake moves. Right. Yeah. Strawberry. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, people post every workout is a strawberry move.
1: Big time. No. No. No one cares. Now I'm, uh, I don't. I don't think I'll ever lose weight or start eating better. But if I do, the only way you're gonna hear about it is if you bump into me and I all of a sudden look thinner. Because I'm not going to yeah. be blabbing about it on social media.
3: Or what about the, those people who every time they run, they share it on their phone? So it said, like, I ran five miles in two minutes.
2: Yeah. And what does yeah. it? It shares onto their Twitter or something? Yeah, it shares on Twitter, Facebook, whatever oh, people I do. That. You haven't seen this? I haven't seen that. Yeah. No.
3: Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Their workout app <laughs> that you can share on on, on,
2: on on Twitter. Yeah, mine shares with my wife, but I think that's it.
3: Okay. Uh, I want to tell them, hey, listen, you, you ran five miles in 30 minutes. That's great. I have my car. I can, I can do it in five minutes. So I don't know what you're so excited <laughs> about.
1: My car can do it in five minutes. Yeah. yeah, see, yeah. 30 minutes. And break. I stopped a Taco Bell on the way there. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. Speaking of Taco Bell, uh, I got a snowflake or coconut. Uh, let's watch this. Uh, let's listen to this bit news clip that new I just a it. homeowner gets a gross kind of package left behind by a delivery driver in Sacramento and it's caught on camera the Amazon driver is in that U-Haul van there stops
1: to poop in the street
3: right in front of homes in broad daylight <laughs> the female driver just... then runs back into the van and then takes off uh, Amazon released a statement about this incident and gave the homeowner a gift card the driver <laughs> was fired
2: I would think so
1: knew this mo- new this morning a homeowner gets a gross <laughs> kind
3: of- I would think so. Um, pooped in the street. Th- this article is from the Huffington Post. The title of the article is Del- "Delivery Driver for Amazon Caught on Camera Pooping on Man's Driveway," and then a subtitle: <laughs> "The homeowner wants to get to the bottom of this." Mess. <laughs> uh, no, what, then,
2: no, 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 package jokes.
3: Hold on, I just want to read a little bit of this article. A homeowner in Sacramento City, California, is down the dumps. After an Amazon delivery contract with <laughs> a pile of feces in front of his house. And then it goes on to say, at the end it says, uh, the company gave Batista a gift card to apologize for all the crap he had to deal with.
0: <laughs> but he told KTXL
3: TV that, this, that his real concern was for the customers who had packages delivered by the driver after the person pooped so uh the video clearly shows because she has one of those things in, on wait. your on your door
2: yeah i, I got it bert has got it but wait what's the concern yeah. about the other packages delivered <laughs> i don't know like maybe you didn't wash your hands after you pooped. she didn't wash her hands she
3: touched she everybody's pooped. packages and so now now she's grabbing people's packages without without she, a, she basically uh, pooped
1: okay. in everybody's house afterwards because her fingers touched their packages that went in their house
3: yeah, and I I don't want to get into all the potty humor, guys. It's just unavoidable, though. Is this the coconut or or strawberry move? I mean, you have to go. Have you guys ever done this where you had to pull over sure. somewhere or just gone in the car sure. in 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 your pants? Like this stuff kind of happens sometimes. So I don't know why we're all over this all this girl's business, uh, guys. Yeah.
2: What, what do you think? Oh, I, I know why it's a strawberry move. It, it's yeah. Why what, it, strawberry? Everyone runs into this problem. Everyone's had to pull the car over uh, at some point and, and deal with this. The, the strawberry move is to think that you can do it in the person's driveway. That is the <laughs> strawberry move. <laughs> right, the driveway. <laughs> Everyone else does this, and you try to go in a place where you won't get caught. Not in the yeah. middle of the driveway. Or you go into some trees. Not the driveway. The driveway is the strawberry attitude of, this driveway is as good as my toilet.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I, I tend to agree with Josh a little bit. Like, it takes a special kind of coconut just to drop, trowel, and poop
2: wherever you want is there
1: something coconut about it? I feel like there's something coconut about just yeah. dropping in the driveway. Oh, uh,
3: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. And But I'm also, in that regard, I'm kind of impressed with how smoothly she can just go take care of her business and get right back in. <laughs> yeah.
1: Moving on. That's impressive. That's a that's yeah. a special kind of coconut. <laughs> I, and I looked at the video multiple times. I
3: tried to zoom in a little bit. I saw no signs <laughs> of, of TP or anything. It was just like straight drop, pants down, drop, pants up, move on. <laughs> like it was, yeah, I
1: mean – Hopefully, for her, it was like one of those ghost poop situations you know, where you, you wipe and then there's nothing there, and you're like, all right, that was the
2: cleanest poop I ever had. That's called a ghost poop? Okay, new new term for me. Um, and this is way – I know it's a guy's driveway, but this is way better than when you go into the bathroom and some guy who's pooped in the urinal or in the corner. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: that's terrible. Uh, so
2: that's at least in the bathroom. That's at least in the room where that happens, well, right? That, that's where you're just being a jerk. Here, she might have had a major – like not issue yeah,
3: yeah. I tell you See, how I how I, how I handle this and this did is you open
2: up one of the packages and just use the box
3: no no that's that's not a that's not a bad option actually not, not that you mentioned it I bet she has empty box in there like that she could have sure used. or you just do one oh it got lost in delivery or yeah. damaged yeah absolutely yeah there's I would think there's we, we can we can talk all day, but I bet there's several options that are better than pooping in someone else's driveway. I bet we can come with several options that that, that, that are better than that. Yeah. I don't think that's that hard.
0: Yeah,
1: But I would say just pooping in the driveway is is better than making it to the bathroom, but then, like Josh said, pooping in the urinal or in the floor in the corner, because that is a huge hassle that somebody has to clean up, whereas if you just do it in the driveway, you just Pull out the garden hose and hose it down the sewer. Well, that's it not all, exactly it. All happened. ends up there anyway.
3: Yeah. In <laughs> right. this situation, another Amazon driver came out later that night and cleaned it up. Actually, are you serious? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. How? No like Amazon. To, how would you like to? What will they Amazon do? Amazon
3: driver. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, listen, crap happens, but Amazon cleans up their crap when when it happens. So that's right. It's good for Amazon.
2: Right. Good but, for them. Yeah. Again, the lady right the problem is the driveway anywhere else you would have been fine right the other the problem would have been all right the other problem too Josh
1: mentioned the cameras and the doorbells which we have just going to show you you are on camera everywhere and anywhere no matter when you think whatever you're doing if you think you're not being watched you're probably being watched yeah just, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a strawberry
3: situation going on there like, what? can't anyone just poop anywhere for the liberty of privacy anymore like I can't poop it <laughs> I can't poop my own driveway without someone getting on a camera. Uh, now her, she's on video everywhere having, having pooped in a driveway. She will forever be known as a driveway pooper. And that's outrageous, I think.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. That's yeah. going to be tough to write on her res- next job resume when they ask why you got fired from Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah that cam- Speaking of those cameras, I got creeped out by my camera uh, last night. Okay. Or over the weekend because around 2.30 in the morning it beeped saying there was motion at my front door. Okay. And I checked the video and it said there was 30 seconds of motion at my front door. And I kept watching the video and there's nothing there. Can we
3: speculate on what it was for 30 seconds that could be making motion outside your front door? I have a couple ideas. I
2: watched the video. There was nothing that I could see. So it was either some type of alien activity or a ghost activity. Something paranormal was happening on my front porch at 2.30 on Friday night.
3: Yeah, or or uh, right. Amazon driver could have been pooping on your driveway just in, in camouflage. Out. Yeah, one of those ghost poops that Bert was talking about. <laughs> That's
2: true. It could have been a ghost poop. Yeah.
1: Did you see that hashtag trending from all the other people who have had Amazon drivers pooping in their driveways too? Right, yeah, hashtag, hashtag me too. Right. Me too.
3: It's just a new. It's a new snowflake fad. Yeah, but but it's me and the number <laughs> two, right?
2: <Okay. laughs>
1: clever josh i love it <laughs> all right i just
3: wanted to add i want to end that segment on a good pun that's fine oh hey one more quick snowflake or strawberry we'll make this real quick snowflake or strawberry uh, this was trending on twitter a little bit ago
2: you mean snowflake uh, or
3: coconut what would i say no
2: Snow- no it's snowflake it's, or strawberry you both are screwing it up a strawberry or a coconut
0: there we go. Strawberry. are you a coconut or a strawberry
3: Guy walks in the Waffle House. I assume it's the middle of the night. Oh, this is my favorite story of the week. It wasn't the middle Everyone's of the night. Everyone's sleeping. Yeah. Everyone's sleeping. Waffle House 24-7. We've all been to Waffle House before. The, 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 those places are great. Guy walks into Waffle House. Everyone, All the workers are sleeping. He, he so was, he was <laughs> drunk. Okay. I didn't know that, but yes. it sounds about right. So he fires up the grill, and he makes him – I don't know what he makes, but he, he makes his own breakfast.
2: Yeah, he's a coconut. A coconut.
3: Yeah, is that a yeah. coconut move? He's the Everyone's he- asleep. You go around in the kitchen and, and you start making your own meal. Is that a coconut move? How is Absolutely, that a coconut it's a coconut. Move? Everyone that's
1: in the kitchen is the strawberries
2: that they couldn't stay awake through their work shift. Come on, right? <laughs> you you take that one step further. You cook a waffle for someone else, and that guy's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, fine. No, he's a coconut. All right. Glad we
2: glad we said that. Woo! All right. Hey, uh, the one thing we did not get to with Orioles is that yeah. uh, Beef well, Beef Wellington is okay. now a Chicago White Sox. Yeah. Any surprise there?
3: I think. I him. mean, you want we talked about before, Dan Cat. How about signing Juan well, 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 to Castillo? That turned out to be a really good move as a year stop stopgap until hopefully this year, Chance goes ready. Castillo had a good year. Can we give Duquette props on making a good we signing? We should.
2: Yeah, he did a good yeah. job.
3: Yeah, that was a good pickup with uh, Washington Castillo. Right. A good one-year deal. You don't see good one-year deals very often. That's a good one-year deal.
2: Right. And, yeah, you don't see one-year deals very often. And who's got the last two big successful one-year deals would be Dan Duquette.
3: Yeah, yeah. And Washington uh, Castillo was, like, the player option. But this is one of those fortunate situations where I think the Orioles didn't want him to pick up the player option and he right. didn't want to pick the play option either because he could make more money with Chicago. Yep. What's the number? I didn't see what would, did they release what he signed for. I think it was I think it was two years fifteen million.
2: I think was what okay. I saw.
3: So almost like what he got with the Orioles, yeah. Right. Yeah, and keep that going.
2: Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was that much, but it, it was a good deal for him. He got a little increase.
3: Yeah. All right. Um, Bert, hey. Andy, in the chat room, we're we're sharing. I think you're doing a little comment in the chat room. I love when you do that, Bert. Little interaction.
1: Yeah, we do have a little bit. Jacob Rock is apparently heading up to Pittsburgh for the Ravens game next weekend, and, and he wanted some advice to uh, not get pelted with too many beer cans. I just said, uh, just be nice and not mouth off to the opposing fans. You are a guest in their stadium, after all.
2: Mm. And my mm. and my advice would be a backpack full of coconuts. <laughs> and when you get hit, you throw a coconut back.
3: Yeah, no, that, that that's bad advice. That would be uh that would be a snowflake move. No, I think and this and Bert's right, and, and Bert and Josh and I, we we know this because we've been to so many Ravens game I mean so many oral games with obnoxious Yankee and Red Sox fans that we know how to be respectful of someone else's stadium, even sure. though they don't right. know how to be respectful in our stadium. But you still so, yeah, still wear, you wear your jersey, you you wear your jersey, you cheer hardcore for the Ravens. You just don't get nasty with other fans. Yeah, you you just be respectful of other fans.
1: Absolutely. Right. I felt I fell down a uh, rabbit hole of YouTube videos of stadium fights and brawls and things like that, and it it just further proves that I want nothing to do with that. Uh, you just gotta be chill, have fun, but try to you know come home with your jaw intact.
3: Yeah. Well, Bert, you're showing your age again.
1: I am. <laughs> I don't even like going downtown. Right, I only right. go downtown for Orioles games. That's it. I uh, and the Hippodrome. Oh yeah, I guess that counts too. I'd rather go to a Hippodrome show than an Orioles game at this point. Uh, are you
3: are you off the Orioles bandwagon now too? Right. <laughs> we'll see you in April. <laughs> I'll I'll see you on opening day. <laughs> but hey, uh, uh, speaking of this offseason, spring training.
2: Yeah, you you want me to talk about uh, what we're trying to do to get back to spring training this year? Yeah, yeah, because I want to go back to spring training. All right, I was I was going to save it for next week. Okay, uh, we can. So save next it. week's when we can get into the tease details. It. But I teased it on Facebook, so we might as well tease it now. And I'll it, I'll have it up on our on our uh, section three thirty six com probably now by tomorrow. Since so, now that we're going to talk about it, but we want to go to spring training. We did not go last year because we lost our sponsor. And uh, we don't need to go down that trail. I think we have before in the podcast, but we lost the sponsor. Yeah. We're we are, I we're having a, some little conversations for some small sponsors that might help us out. But we're hoping that you guys, the listeners, the coconuts can help us out and help us get to spring training this year. Uh, if you remember in previous years, they are some of the funnest episodes for people to listen to. Uh, I have a lot of fun dealing with trying to keep Drunk Bert straight. What? And, uh, that doesn't sound like me. Uh-huh. JJ Hardy. Right. Wait, You're keeping already... me
1: straight. What? What is that supposed to mean? I, I get. Uh... You're all about the butt, as
2: Matt told <laughs> I us earlier. Can... Uh, Try and keep me straight. <laughs> and uh, we have a lot of fun. We get some. We've gotten some really cool interviews over the years by by going down to Sarasota, going to where the teams are, the players, and yeah. uh, some really fun videos and all that stuff. And we want to do that again this year. So we're just asking if you. If you enjoy the podcast, if you're in the giving spirit now for Christmas time and all, and uh, you're thankful for us after Thanksgiving, if you could just go to section336.com, and we're doing a little Patreon page where you can uh, donate to help us out monthly, or you can send a one-time donation, whatever you want. Um, I teased it on Facebook today, and we got a couple people responded, and we are very thankful for you. And uh, We love us some coconuts. Absolutely. Thank yeah, you, guys. Really excited to... Yeah on how i can't believe we've been doing this for five five years right yeah. five years that's uh, crazy. every week
3: without fail yeah and we might
2: switch the days every now and then but i think almost every
3: week i don't know have you ever missed a week like we're every single week
2: we yeah. ha- we uh we missed one week and it was it was uh after a postseason loss where we were too upset oh to yeah, yeah that's true that's true oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. game. The yeah, Toronto game yeah, yeah, when when Zach Britton did not come in, we had to yeah. we had to not do a show because we were too yeah. upset. I thought we would have to shut down
3: the show after that completely. Actually, I'm surprised no. we still do it after that. After I told that. you, yeah. I
2: told you guys how I I accidentally recreated that on uh, MLB The Show in the off season. Yeah, and I yeah. started crying again. It yeah, was tough. Just, that's
3: all you can do is cry. It's tough.
2: Now so this, anyway. this
1: this end of the year is a perfect time to be giving for charitable contributions. All donations of Section 336 tax deductible.
2: No, tax deductible, people. Uh,
1: 501c3, charitable contributions. Just if you get audited, I didn't tell you that.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, we don't know an accountant, but you can take their word for it. <laughs> right. No, don't, don't call up Peter Angelos and sue us. But, yeah, yeah. We, if you want to help us out. Uh, oh, we appreciate it. Yeah. We're, we're not trying to, like – Live the life up in Sarasota. We just want to go down for a few days and do this show like we've done in the yeah. previous
3: years. We, we do it dirt cheap, but we just want to be able to do it dirt and cheap.
2: The, the intern's been missing for uh, months, so it's probably only three of us this year. Yeah, but he's not invited couldn't. as
1: far as I'm concerned.
3: Okay, Bert, don't get nasty with it. He's listening I haven't the show. seen him Okay, I bet you'll get a text soon from him because he probably heard you say that. He's going to send you a nasty text. We need Baloney. Some- uh, we'll There's take- no <laughs> chance he heard this. Uh,
2: intern did not hear this and we're going to we'll take someone with us because we need someone to do the videographer work. Videography work so we can really uh do better at the video. The intern failed at that big time last time.
3: Okay, 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 fine. B- very bigly. Fine. <laughs> bigly. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Uh on Twitter I tweeted like three times this week, so I'm a must-follow on Twitter. I yeah, like yeah, you got to tweet
2: a little more than that. Uh, Gigi does not get all those Twitter followers by tweeting only three times a week.
3: Oh, man, we, we need to get to the Maryland game. I was tweeting. I was watching the
0: Maryland game yesterday. Yeah,
2: that's that's amazing Are You found that amazing? Yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> they did not deserve that win.
3: Uh, well, I don't, you can say whether it's deserved or not, It was just unbelievable to watch. Hey, up uh, by 22, man. then tied it, and then the tip in with 0. one left, and, and and then overtime, and then got fouled with point three left, it it's a crazy game. You know what, I'm
2: going to throw in a little prediction here, that yes. the Ravens are winning the division. It is, okay, it is halftime at the uh, Steelers-Bengals game, well it's like 15 seconds to halftime, and the Bengals are up 17-0 really yeah all right that's good news so that's I'm, good news. I'm i'm calling it now week 13 ravens winning this division all of a sudden uh if that happens if that's oh news, i forgot i bet it right i think i the bigger game it's something that's huge and i just remembered that i got this 81 odds when i bet it down in i gotta find that piece of paper i thought it was trash Hey, maybe, uh, Josh, could. we don't need any donations. If the Ravens hey. win the Super Bowl, you just pay for Sarasota. If, if the, the, the problem Ravens, is Josh only put down a quarter
3: for the Ravens
2: where he gets hey, about 10 hours. If the Ravens win the Super Bowl, spring training's on me.
0: Yay! Go Ravens! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> done.
1: All right,
3: boys and girls, Instagram, all that stuff, Here You can follow me on Twitter, at Section336. You can follow Bert on Twitter, at Bert Rohde. You can
1: follow Josh on Twitter,
2: At Josh Soroka. If you're too cheap to help us out on the uh, donation thing, go give us an iTunes review. That's free. Yeah, that's free. Thanks for listening, boys
3: and girls. And as always, go O's. Go Razors.
0: At Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
3: Valentine's Day is almost here, and we
1: can help with everything from a romantic dinner to floral bouquets, chocolate dipped strawberries, and so much more. Happy Valentine's Day.